Man, I'm telling you, we gotta figure out a way to move. Where, uh, to a new country? Or, uh... <laughs> no, there's no, there's no that's, the pro that's the problem, dude. We're still the freest country. Oh, I know, this is that, the best we got. That's the scariest thing I've ever, you know what I mean? But we gotta find a way to go to a state that's free. You know, Florida seems like a wonderful place. I, I'm also down to go to Texas, you know. I'm thinking New Hampshire, man. I didn't expect that one. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy I work with, Tavish, man, he was telling me about New Hampshire. It's the and state, it's like, huh? It's kind of like the gem in the Northeast because, dude, they're all about free. Dude, their whole state motto is live free or die. That's wonderful. And they're the ones that they're not fucking or like Vermont right next door. They're the Bernie Sanders crowd. They're doing the vaccines and shit. Not not New Hampshire, dude. They ain't fucking around with that bullshit. And I'm telling you, we are in a really strange, cold civil war. There's there's no shots being fired except for the ones in people's arms. And I think those shots are the ones that are dividing the country in the weirdest way. Dude, I gotta tell you, man, it really blew me away when you said uh, the other day about refugees. Yeah. You're right, dude. We now have American refugees. Dude. Within this within this country. Within this country. I, dude, I'm... I'm... <laughs> you know who was here this morning? Uh, Frank and Carmen? Nice. That's our Uncle Frank and Uncle Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was so funny because, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about what's going on here with the COVID and everything. Yeah. And I was like, dude, it's, it's, I'm telling you, man. I was like, Frank, I'm really looking at, at other places. I'm looking to move out of Illinois. And he just laughed. And he goes, yeah, everybody's looking to move out of Illinois. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. And I was like, dude, yeah, you're right. Dude. He's retired, you know. I'm sure if it wasn't for their grandkids, they wouldn't be here. You know, uh... <laughs> I would say, you know what this reminds me of, what we kind of breezed on a little bit the other day, which was that this is... Uh, I kind of hope, I really hope that these like governors and everybody keep rolling with these like insane mandates that they're doing in these blue places because you are driving your population out, which means you're driving away revenue and anyone who they're wants to open a business, just anybody like think about wanting to open a business. Em and I were hanging out at a bar yesterday, having some drinks and they were telling us how they have to be closed Mondays. First of all, they asked me if I wanted to work in the kitchen on Mondays. Like I've, you know, I'm, I'm working too much. I, can't do it, and they said they can't find anyone to work the kitchen, so they're closed Mondays now. Yeah. And I said to Emma, who on earth would want to open any kind of business in a metropolitan or suburban area, especially in a blue or purple state right now? That's, in, that's a suicidal, financially Suicide, suicidal dude. idea. And, you know, nobody yeah. does. Anyone with half a brain does not want to open up anything anywhere around here because at any given moment gavin Mussolini or fucking uh that <laughs> fucking yeah, freako the freako beetlejuice character that you have to deal with uh, over there in oh chicago God, you know dude. these monsters just not, whenever they fucking you know smell a bad fart are just gonna decide oh okay we're shutting down all the fucking non-essentials yeah, we're, you gonna, know? we're gonna raise we're gonna raise your taxes and then shut down your business what yeah. How am I going to pay the taxes? Yeah, go fuck yourself. So, <laughs> well, people say go fuck yourselves. Voters and constituents say go fuck yourself in a various 
you know, amount of ways. And one of them is, well, go fuck yourself. I'll go open up my dream bar or restaurant in Texas or Florida. Yeah. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to Tennessee. Dude, I, tried to say, you know? I tried to say that. I, sorry, I forgot who I was arguing with, but I was like, dude, the reason. Okay, I said Chicago's fucked. And the yeah, reason Chicago's fucked, fucked. Absolutely. The reason Chicago's fucked is they're going to keep voting in this kind of shitty policies that are ruining the city because everybody who realizes what's going on, they move out. Yes. So then you have nothing but this bubble of people who think this is great. And instead of admitting they're wrong, they fucking dude, it's they ruined Chicago, man. They've ruined California and New York. They literally ruined Chicago. The 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 the, the crime the, the <laughs> I don't know. Well, who who's going to go to Chicago and open a business now? Because now to recover from the outrageous draconian mandates from Beetlejuice, you literally, like, who's going to go there and deal with the tax increases now that are going to pay for those ridiculous Frank, fucking mandates? Frank, uh, so, you know, uh, Carmen, uh, Carmen, uh, or Uncle Carmen, mm-hmm. well... Yeah, I, I got you. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so funny. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Carmen. Uh, so he, you know, he was saying that uh, because I forgot, you know, it's like two years now. The taxes—they're no longer frozen from mm-hmm. his mom. Dude, six thousand dollars a year. Property tax. You got to pay five hundred dollars a month to the government. For you, for, for for your property, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Are you fucking get five hundred dollars a month? What the fuck are you giving me? That's worth five hundred dollars a a month. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the property tax too. You're this not is a property tax. Everything else that you get taxed on for stupid Bro. shit, especially in Illinois. Crazy. Oh, Illinois. No, no, not only that, dude, your sales, our sales tax, 11%. <laughs> right? Our fucking income tax was a 3%. Yeah. You know, dude, we're fucking taxed up the fucking ass here. You uh, go to Chicago. $15 for a pack of cigarettes, I think, right? <laughs> oh, no, no, $18, $19, bro. Oh, my God. Like, you got to get out of there. Chicago? <laughs> uh, Chicago, dude, I tell you, I thought, when I, I quit, uh, the reason I quit smoking is because it got too high. I'll never, wow. for, dude. I'll never forget the That's last pack I bought. That's effective to make people healthy. I guess. Uh, it is effective. <laughs> the last pack I bought was like eighteen something. Right? Oh man! It was the last pack I bought because I, I remember this fucking homeless. I'm smoking a cigarette. This homeless guy comes up to my window because it's Chicago, infested with homeless everywhere now. <laughs> and uh, he goes, "You got any money?" And I go, nah. "He goes, you got any spare? Ch-? You know, whatever." And I go, "No, nah, I don't got any cash." And then if, he goes, "You got an extra cigarette?" And I looked at my pack. And I go, man, I'd rather give you a dollar than a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> this, this cigarette's 99 cents, and I had to go get it. You know what I mean? I'd rather just, I'd rather just give you the fucking dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, that's when I was like, nah, this ain't even worth it, man. Fuck it. Wow. A dollar a cigarette, dude? It's like nah, living. It's not worth it. Chicago is essentially a prison. Then cigarettes carry more currency than anything else. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, dude. No, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> and especially if it's a menthol because you can't buy menthol in Chicago. No, really. 
Get out of here. Did I not tell you about the menta? I don't. I can't Frank, you didn't that. hear about the menta thing? We solved. We solved. All, Frank, you didn't hear about how we solved all the black people's problems in Chicago? How were there not riots over this? Frank, come on, man. <laughs> Frank, you didn't hear how we solved every black person's problem? No. In Chicago, that's I, it. I don't know if you know this, but the black people in Chicago don't have a problem anymore. This is incredible. Not on the south side, not on the west side. There's no more problems. Because Mary Lori Lightfoot got rid of menthol cigarettes. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> they, they looked all around Chicago. They looked at all the problems and they said, yeah, you know what the problem is? We're selling menthol cigarettes too close to oh, schools. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, why did I ever think of that? Oh, my God. Because here's, here's the problem, man. I'm, you know, me, Mike, the white guy living in Norwich says, you know, black people really need to help pull their own communities out of poverty. <laughs> yeah. I'm racist. But Mary Lloyd Life was saying, if you serve menthol cigarettes around black people, they just can't help themselves. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, 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 yes. so, we, so we need to ban menthol cigarettes. Now, that's not racist because yes. everybody knows need Newports. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mike, the white guy in Norwich is racist because he said, you know, help yourself out of poverty. But, you know need Newport. that's not racist <laughs> that's just Lori Lightfoot's plan to fix Chicago <laughs> like, what the fuck dude oh my god Lori Lightfoot the same person who will only grant interviews to people of color and of um, color. Yeah, LGBTQ yeah, plus color. thousand so, community yeah it's unbelievable dude so now Ridiculous if you're person. black she's an actual so, she's a she so, is an actual racist so, actually she <laughs> defines it unbelievable so here's the thing right I've known plenty of smokers of many races uh, it's like, and, and just like, just like you'll find black people that, you know, believe it or not, there's black people that buy Hondas. There's black people that buy BMWs and there's black people that like Cadillacs. Mike, 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 Mike. We try oh, Frank, to like, ground this in reality here. Come on. Uh, Frank, 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 <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, some black people like Fords. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's almost like black people are just people, and they have <laughs> different different preferences, right? Just like us. Oh. They're just sometimes I almost think they're just like us. But I, you know, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot and all the black Democrats always prove me wrong. You're right. You know, you're right. they know what's right. They, because I always thought that black people were just like white people, and some do like Newports, but there's also <laughs> those that like Marlboros. Hmm. <laughs> right. you know, because you go to a gas station in the in the south side yeah they must be crazy because Lori lightfoot tells me they only smoke menthol <laughs> but they also sell marlboro red it's crazy they must well it's for the mexicans in, <laughs> it's for the mexicans that worked in the neighborhoods that's why they're covered in dust i don't know that's weird. That's weird. right but i'm racist i'm racist right so they banned menthol Dude, they banned menthol cigarettes like within a thousand yards of schools in the in, in the city That's of Chicago. That's just so bizarre. So now, if you okay, so now if you're a black man who happens to like menthol cigarettes, right? And this is okay. I I should preface this with, I am a white man who exclusively only smoked menthol. <laughs> Yeah, it... only, I used to get mad when I worked in black neighborhoods because they would always sell out of Marlboro <laughs> menthol. <laughs> you know? 
your favorite menthol. Wow. My favorite menthol Amazing. was Marlboro full flavored menthol, dude. I wow. love the Marlboro hmm. menthol full flavor. Was, oh, dude, just thinking about it. I haven't had one in about in four months, dude. I could really go for one right now. Just but anyways, yeah, just it's the right amount just, of rat poison going on in there. Just oh, talking, yeah. it was great, dude. Marlboro nailed it. I actually just really like the way they blended the menthol. Oof, oof. I can really go for one. I can like, it's weird because I'm like salivating as if I would for food. But it's like, that's well, it's a drug, man. The way they make those, dude. I just looked down. I literally just looked out. I'm like, you should see what I'm doing to my beer can. Like, just fucking, I could really go for one. Just crushing that. It's weird, dude. I'd kill you right now for what. Oh my god. Anyways, anyways, my point is though. Now, if you're if if you happen to be you know, in a black community and you like menthol cigarettes, you got to go find a place that's not anywhere near a school to buy them. So it's only, <laughs> it's only proximity to schools. So that's, in Chicago. Yeah. What was the reasoning behind that and that rule or law? Well, remember law, what I, I remember what I told, well, remember what I told you about the salt and pepper. Oh, Mike salt and pepper. It's our number one. Listen to episode actually. Is it? <laughs> Is it really? I love it. Yeah. So tell me more about salt and pepper. So, so Aaron, you know, just as uh, black people are, are genetically predisposed to needing more salt and pepper, of course. Apparently, they're also more predisposed to needing menthol cigarettes. Oh, yes. Because, right. you know, a young black child who's never smoked is just naturally going to want a menthol cigarette. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These, well, you know, Mike, with our new era, every day I'm learning something new. You know, it's unbelievable. You know, I was. And we just, didn't realize. I was such an we ignorant were. racist. So, so I, ignorant. Now I know. Uh, when I have my black is, friends right, over, I'll give them see, some salt and pepper. Yeah, and uh, and, menthol and I'll be sure to have a bowl of menthol cigarettes for them to go out <laughs> in the back and enjoy. The problem is, Frank. <laughs> see, I, I realized. You know, you know what our problem was? Is we were raised just to believe everybody was the same. Mm. <laughs> it was a fallacy. You know, it, 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 yeah. It was terrible. It was terrible. No, no, black people are totally different, and we should treat them different. This is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting from today's. God bless critical race theory. <laughs> it's so absurd. Dude, think about it, though. Like, you know, I remember being a kid and having a black, you know, Mo Gamble when he when he moved into town, and then he moved out after a couple of years. But he was so... nobody even like really realized he was black. Me and the guys that hung out with him hung out with him. Now I look back and I realize the reason we hung out with him is because he was poor and we were poor. That's right. <laughs> we we poor, poor kids, yeah. <laughs> we weren't poor, but we were like the poorest in the rich neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't matter what color you were. The poorest kids in the rich neighborhood are all the we same. We all hung out together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because absolutely. we were playing Se- we were playing Sega while they were playing PS2. So <laughs> I can't right. even re- like. I just tell people like, dude, like, listen. <laughs> Can I just solve racism? I'm gonna solve racism in America right now, right? Because. The one thing way more important than the color of your skin is what system you play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Wow! Like gaming system, <laughs> right? Yes. If you go, if you go to school, and you're still playing an Xbox Two, <laughs> right? Yeah. You and all the Xbox Two kids are going to hang out together. Right. <laughs> You play your it shitty games matter, together. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what what, what language you speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the kids with the PS2 
25, whatever it is now, right? Yeah. They're all going to be together. So if you're a rich kid, if you're a rich black kid with a PS25, mm-hmm. you're playing with all the rich white kids with PS25s and you guys are all friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really all about what like system you could afford. I, you know, remember, okay, I'll name them off, dude. Like, me and my friends. Mm-hmm. So, so for us, it came down, remember Counter-Strike? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Here was this. Here was the separation, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my friends were a Counter-Strike team, but we were all too poor to afford the good computers. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and or internet. Half of us didn't even have internet at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so our, our team and our friends were literally, dude, one was like a Muslim Iranian, you know, <laughs> you had the blonde Dutch kid, you know, you, right. had, the, yeah. you, you had the Hispanic from Central America, you know, it, did, <laughs> it didn't matter. We were all the kids that could afford 120 minutes at the cyber cafe. <laughs> 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 and we would we would go to the cyber cafe, right? And then we would play against online against the group of kids that could afford the uh you know the fucking uh the Macintosh computer that had like the see-through back that was colorful. You could oh yeah, color you I remember those. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could support that could support Counter Strike at home. None of us <laughs> right. could afford that shit. I didn't even have internet. But fuck, I'm lucky I had a landline. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We didn't even have cable. (laughs) We didn't have cable TV. (laughs) But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It had nothing to do with color skin. It had everything (laughs) to do with, like, I couldn't afford a computer. So I'm at the the cyber cafe with all these other guys at the cyber cafe, and we're playing against the rich kids at home. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it comes down to how much money you grow up with. And really, you can... You could base it all whether or not whether or not you had a vacation home on a lake in Wisconsin. Oh, I feel yeah, like that was the well, dividing. That was the line. So if that's your line, oh, that's a good line. I feel like if your family had the vacation home anywhere, but it, usually for us it was either it was either they had the uh, the really rich kids right. They were always going on vacation to Hawaii in December. Right, you Caribbean. you could always tell the rich kids they they would you come know, back a, from winter break and they would have the tans and the so and the tan. beaded hair and the rest of us would be so pale tan. and sickly and depressed. We had a stretch yeah. Armstrong. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a tan and a great story. I had a stretch Armstrong. Right, I was so heavy. But I I felt like the the medium. The like upper no, middle class. So you have, they you had have the a vacation high bar, home. dude. I thought the I thought the bar was even low. See, I'm gonna go even better, dude. Well, I no, think the rest the, of us we would just have to befriend. No, no, but you know why we the, didn't? Yeah, no, no, hold on, no. you know why? <laughs> see, see, you're you're missing the whole point, though. Right. The reason we didn't have we didn't go on vacation in the winter break, right, is because there was the the real separation, the real line, is the line between hotel and camping. Yeah. So we were the, the kids who, yes, 
the poor families go camping and you only go on vacation in the summer. <laughs> summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you get your tan on. The rich kids go on vacation four times a year, yeah. and the camping trip is them roughing it in the RV. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's, yeah, that's the difference. The... We were the campers. Once a year in the summer. You know the funniest part is I remember I would always come, like, remember spring break? Yeah. Oh, dude, this is actually the funniest thing ever, man. Now that I remember, this is the funniest thing ever. Is Every year as a kid, I would come back from spring break. And I didn't, you know, I, I'm telling you right now, this is a fresh thought. I just realized this right now. This might have been, back then, this is when society started to change, dude. Mm-hmm. I would come back from spring break in, like, elementary school, middle school. And everybody used to always ask me. I used to always think it was so funny. Because people would always ask me, where did you go on vacation? <laughs> Yeah. And I would say I didn't go anywhere, and I'd always laugh. And they'd always say, "You're so tan." And I would say, "Well, yeah. Whenever I spend a week outside, I'm tan." And now that I think about it, I was a kid. I used to just go outside, you know, and run. And so I would come back from spring. You know what I mean? Just run around, play, climb trees. So I'd come back from spring break, and all these other kids were sitting around playing video games, and right. I was tan. So they were like, oh, what beach did you go to? And it was like, no, no, no. My parents just didn't let me sit in the house because I drove <laughs> my mom nuts. <laughs> there was nothing in the house to do. So my mom would just tell me to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, at a very young age, we were forced into essentially child child labor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the best thing you could ever do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did landscaping work and you know, did great tan doing landscaping work, you know? But think about how crazy that is, though. That, I know that. I mean, that that's literally, that's a true story. That's what, that's back then. I guarantee you it's even worse now. The kids now, they're just on their iPads. And... Do people still, people don't, people don't believe me that I've never been to the Caribbean. That blows my mind. I've never been there. What do you either. mean? Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean you don't believe? I never, you don't believe I've been to the Caribbean? You don't believe I haven't been to the Caribbean? I can't believe you ever spent money to go to the Caribbean. <laughs> you know, it's an impoverished place. They pay money to come here. <laughs> those, people, those people would give an arm to come live here. <laughs> Mike, you never been to Mexico? No, no. I spent a year on the border, two years on the border. Have you looked into Mexico? I don't want to go there. We had a dude when night fell. When night fell, you know, the sun went down. You could tell where America ended because it became dark. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, dude? What do you mean? Those people are trying to get here. Why are you going there? <laughs> I always tell people I never, I don't need a passport. I don't think I'll ever get a passport. Because where do I want? Why would I go to a place that's worse than America? <laughs> this is the greatest place in the world, dude. Well, you've been to Germany, right? <laughs> yeah, for ten minutes. It was, I, I, I've been to enough places for enough time to know this is the best place I. <laughs> I mean, you were I in uh, uh, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. How do you say Qatar? I say Qatar. I'm American, so I say everything. Yeah, dude. I think Qatar sounds cooler, honestly. Qatar. 
Sounds very, you know, ha-ha! <laughs> I tell people, you know how you know America's the, the greatest nation in the world? How? Oh. I, I was halfway across the world. Dude. I was in, you're in Qatar. You're in, like, this bazaar. You know, it's like their, like, market. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, trying to talk to a guy, like, ask him how much, and he's like, what's your, what, what is your name? First of all, he speaks English, which is crazy. That is you know really I mean? crazy. Yeah, that would blow my mind. And he's like, what is your name? And you're like, I'm Mike. And he goes, hey, I'm Akshmash. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, what? And he goes, ha, 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 yeah, you people call me Steve. <laughs> and you're like, all right, hey, Steve, you know? And you're like, all right, hey. Like, that's that's how you know we're the best in the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is then, awesome. Like, 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 there's no way that, like, there's no way anybody from the Middle East is going anywhere in America. You know what I mean? And somebody is like, oh, you speak Arabic? Oh, yeah, they call me Yashmanash. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Not happening in America, dude. <laughs> but but I'm going to your country and you're gonna change your name so I could say it. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> it either means we're super ignorant, which is possible, or our culture is just that powerful. You know, it's crazy. Here, here, uh, yeah, it's both. It's both. Oh, I believe our culture. I know it's funny during the last couple of years people have really gone to great lengths to trash America and, you know, what what our country has done over the last 200-plus years and, you know, the influence we've had internationally. Like, I, it, it's, it's an understatement to say that we are the largest, we are the most influential, cultural influential people in the world you know know, i know i know it sounds i know it's really like ethnocentric and you you know narcissistic and you you can put all these like you know you can put every sociological term you want on it right yeah but the truth the 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 truth is our way is better (laughs) and that's why that guy is willing to change his name steve and here's what kills me about somebody like, you know, Ilhan Omar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, you, you come in here and you're like, well, I represent the Muslim people and this and that. Yeah. All the people came here for a reason. Right. You guys have left that shitty part of the world and your shitty country <laughs> to come here. And we accepted you because we're not your people. Right, we accepted you, unlike your people who would not accept us and our Christian beliefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't come here and then shit on this and tell us we need to change. No, you're here for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're sitting there in Congress wearing that fucking scarf and shit, and, and nobody's making you. You're doing it by choice, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to turn it into a place where they make it by choice. I mean, they 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 take away the choice, and you know, that's a weird. Uh, it's it's really weird what's happening right now. It's like you're fighting against the very thing that brought you to your position of power. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, yes, yes. Why are you against the opportunity that was given to you? Wouldn't you want the same for anybody else, no matter how different they are or where they come from? What's the deal here? 
what happened to inclusion? What happened, Inclu- you know, what happened to being an inclusion. open society? Open arms, open doors. Like, my, like my whole thing, right, is like, Ilham Omar with your fucking scarf and everything, dude, you have the right to say whatever you want. But, but so does Alex Jones. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the Constitution works both ways, and it works for everybody. Both ways. Everybody. And that's why it's so beautiful. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I was talking to, you know, Frank. It was great because Dad wasn't here today, so Frank, you know, it was Frank. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Frank. Oh, yeah. Man, great conversation, dude. I love that, man. Like, uh, it's just great to talk to, like, older guys who know more, you know? They've uh, they've seen a bit more. Can't say too much, but, dude, uh, (laughs) when you see people, when you talk to people who really love America, right, when you see people like Ilhan Omar talk about America, you just see, like, evil and hatred in the eyes and then when you talk to like real patriots you know real people people who really love america and the constitution and the foundation like they start dude they start to tear up when they talk about it you know what i mean yeah grown men it's like dude that's a crazy thing you know colin kaepernick you're gonna take a knee during the uh during the fucking uh national, national anthem, anthem. Yeah. Do, do you know i don't even know if i ever told you dude I, I literally cannot hear the national anthem without crying i hate when they fucking play it because it makes me cry and that's like a god's honest truth and this is this because it's such a beautiful the story behind the national anthem like i think most people don't know the, the National Anthem was originally a poem written by a man who was taken prisoner on a British ship during the American Revolution. So he's on a British ship as they're bombarding this fort of American revolutionaries, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole thing, I mean, you got to think about like back then, you know, the whole thing was taking down flags. Like it was a very traditional war still back then in the 1700s. And uh, the whole poem, you know, the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, mm-hmm. and, and the flag was still there. They kept bombing this fort. They just bombed it and bombed it from these boats. I mean, you're talking the Royal British Navy. It was the greatest navy in the, in the world. At, at the time, that Royal Navy was greater than our armed forces. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the, the world dominator. Mm-hmm. They're bombing this fort. And no matter what, every bomb that goes off, that flag is still standing. And they don't know why. And and these captains are giving orders to bomb the flag. They just want this flag to go down, and it won't go down. And then finally, the next day, when they when they when they when they go ashore, there's there's, there's nobody left, dude. There's literally nobody left. They go, and the only thing holding up the flag is the bodies of the revolutionaries. Wow. During the, the during the bombardment, so many people ran out to hold out the fl- to hold to, to just hold up the flag. That that there's such a mound accumulated that eventually it was just the mound of bodies that was holding it up. Dude, that's our national anthem, bro. Incredible. That's where you, that's where you get you know the land of the free and the home of the brave.
That's, dude, that's what I'm saying, man. It's a fucking... We lost our way. <laughs> we fucking lost our way. We're, we're becoming that... We're becoming Germany where we're voting in the tyranny. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've forgotten the sacrifices that have afforded us the freedoms of today. It's, it's, it's uh... Yeah. We, that's what I mean when you when you talk to people that really love the country and really appreciate it, they, they you know it kills them what's happening. But then when you talk to these you know, these other people they just they act like no, they're the true Americans. They're you're the true Americans, the one AOC Ilhan Omar? Come come on, man. Hmm. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, you're the you're the real American. Yeah. Amazing. Your kid died a your kid died of cancer, and you're going to try to compare it to the, you know, the 13 service members that died in Afghanistan because of your botched withdrawal? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> in, your, in your own words, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. That's a crazy thing, right? Not even man enough to take credit for his own mistake. You don't take credit for anything. Sad. They don't. They don't take responsibility for it. They don't. Um... Dude, we're. we're... Yeah, it's really scary, man. I don't know. We're just at a strange time now, where I think the bureaucrats have completely taken over all facets of government, and that's why. Just take a look around, man. Cities are filthy. There's homeless everywhere. The roads are potholes and crumbling seriously did, did you ever hear uh joe rogan say that he, he used to always say it he would say that thing where he would say uh <clears throat> you know hard times make hard men yeah then hard men make soft times and those soft times create soft men mm-hmm. and i think that's where we're at is where like these people don't realize what they're doing I, we, you've had yeah. it. You, you've had it so good for so long that you don't realize you forgot the sacrifice. You forgot what it takes to maintain it. the The withdrawal of it, of Afghanistan. The one thing it proved to me about the left is that the left has completely forgotten what it takes to maintain what we have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Rome died when they stopped expanding. And I'm not saying we got to always expand and conquer, but we need to continue to grow economically. We need to continue to grow uh, strength-wise. Right? Because the missile we build today... (laughs) They got an anti-missile tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> so, Absolutely. So, so you, you know, all right. Oh, we're the big. You know, it's okay. You go to the. You know, it's, it's if you're a fighter, right? We everybody, anybody who watches any kind of UFC or boxing or anything, we've all seen it happen to the best, right? Mm-hmm. A fighter. He's he's a young guy. He's just fucking working, dude. He's fucking. He works harder than anybody. And he just started. He's killing everybody and he's beating everybody. And then he gets that world title, and then he kind of just stops. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what happens? 
the next young guy comes along and takes him out. If you're not hungry for it, if you start just, you know, if you stop, somebody's going to come and take it from you. Mm -hmm. They're coming for that belt. Yeah. There's always somebody coming for that belt. Yeah. That's where we're at. And we got Sleepy Joe with his finger on the trigger. <laughs> and he's pooping his pants. <laughs> That's his you know commander-in-chief. That's the best part. He's farting his... Captain Poopy yeah. Pants, man. Poopy Pants, <laughs> farting his pants. In the meantime, Rand Paul never got a chance to be president. <laughs> Imagine being Rand Paul, dude. Imagine being Rand Paul. You're a surgeon. You're literally like one of the smartest men leading us through this thing. And you're just like, yeah, I didn't make it, but... Donald Trump won, and then, <laughs> and then Joe Biden. I, I actually uh... Pete, Pete, Pete Buttigieg is like a, transportation. A, uh... Transportation. The Rand Paul, the ice, the like, a surgeon. I got one last Rand Paul clip. If you want to hear it from your thing, uh, you know I always want to. Are you ready? Uh, this is the uh, final. This is the final showdown between Rand Paul and Fauci. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. And coincidentally, I, I have coincidentally not the definition any appeared definition. on the same day the NIH said that, yes, there was a gain of function in Wuhan, the same day the definition appeared, the new definition, to try to define away what's going on in Wuhan. Until you accept it, until you expect, accept responsibility, we're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well. that it's dangerous. And for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Yeah. Thank you, Senator. I would like yes. to, um, it, to give dude. the time to Dr. Patrick. Yeah, well, there were so many things that are egregious <laughs> misrepresentation play, here, uh, Madam Chair, that I, I don't think I'd, I'd be that. able to refute all of them. But just a couple of them for the listeners to hear We don't have enough time. For. So I'm just gonna you have said that I'm unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. The current pandemic. That's all no, I had for that one. Yeah. Which I found uh, so funny. He's like, he's like, well, okay. Well, <laughs> I am on limited time, so I don't know if I can get to everything. So, <laughs> first of all, Frank, <laughs> your name is Frank, right? Yeah, I'm on limited time. I just want you to know I'm on limited time, so I can't get to all your questions because I'm on limited time. If I wasn't on limited time, I would answer all your questions. Oh, we're out of time. Frank, I'm out of time. Hold on. I got a couple more seconds. Frank, is your name Frank? Your name is Frank. His name is Fr I'm out of time. Frank, I'm sorry. I'm out of time. I can't answer any more questions. Sorry. Next. That's unbelievable, dude. <laughs> that was the last that's one a, I had of him. I loved it. It's the head of the uh, NAAID, the LGBTID, the uh, everything in the world. You know what I mean? We got to check with the CCPPP and the PP53. And, you know, it's <laughs> like, dude, just answer. answer dude, because, like, Rand Paul literally, like, I think it was this clip we played earlier, but he, he said, like, you did this to save your ass. No, they changed the definition. You, to save your ass. They it's changed the definition. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have enough time. 
The name's Danielle, right? Sure. It's a beautiful name. Man. I almost named my daughter that. Oh, wait, how much time we got? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I think I got a... Uh, it was Danielle, right, Danielle? Hey, what'd you have for breakfast today? Uh, did you go to the Denny's down the street? Oh, wait, how much time we got now? Oh, my God, okay. Danielle, well, Danielle that's such a beautiful name. Beautiful Let me name, tell you man. about... There's a, there's a constellation when the sun <laughs> is the Sagittarius state. <laughs> <laughs> it reflects off of the Orion. <laughs> How much time we got? We got three minutes? Got okay. <laughs> Such a fucker. That's literally what happened. Rampal's all we got. He's, he's, I, it's a pretty amazing that he's the only one left answer, asking questions. It's him and Ted Cruz, essentially, at this point. I can't believe we're saying it. It's over. It's, a, it's fucking over. These people are crazy. No, I'm telling you, I got to get out. You got to get out because we're – even you're too close. We got to go to places where uh, they just – they're not going to play this game. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm telling you, here in Colorado, they're quiet because uh, the polls do not look good. Democrats anywhere, and they're nervous about next year. But the second they're going to do just like what happened in New Jersey, they waited till right after the election, and then Biden's going to go out there and trot out a, a whole nother round of ridiculous fucking mandates yeah. for everybody. So it, here's the problem. Here, 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 I'm not. I'm telling you. Here's the problem. All these lawsuits, everything that's going on, this is all about like uh, federal overreach, mm-hmm. and they're already saying. That like what's gonna happen is uh, it's gonna get shut down, so federal government won't be able to do it. But the states, like nobody's even really arguing that the states have the power, so the states are gonna be able to mandate. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna see blue states mandating vaccines. They're gonna start mandating passports uh, and all that. So. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm gonna predict it right now. It's not even a prediction; it's like a guarantee. They already are filing and everything. It's it's happening. You're gonna see Illinois, California, New York. All these blue states are gonna be. Uh, they'll be the first. Pretty much, they'll do it first. Pretty much full full on authoritarian. Oh yeah, fascist. Yeah. It's fascist. It's a. Uh, it's fascist. It's fascism. Yeah, it fascism. It's a corporate takeover. It's the nobody. It's the beginning of fascism, dude. Yeah. Here's what I don't get, right? You try to say, like, dude, this is, like, the beginning. And they're like, oh, you're so crazy. You think every time anything happens, you compare it to the Nazis. All right. Compare 2021 <laughs> to 1937. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm not saying 1940. <laughs> right? Right. Let's go 19—let's 19, go 1936. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When they're on—when the Communist Party is starting to gain power. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird— it's a delicate conversation because I was watching Bill Maher last night, and they had um, Dude, Travis Adam Smiley Schiff. and Adam Schiffy, you know, uh, yeah. and uh, which it was bizarre hearing Adam Schiff talk about like government overreach or um, like dictatorial or authoritarian type leadership that he was warning that we would experience if trump was running again that's what i'm saying and it's like it's almost like what dude that's what you that's it's like you're saying it out loud or something it's so weird isn't that what all right can i tell you can i tell you something you're doing man (laughs) hey are you still recording i I forgot to tell you are we ever recording because i stopped you in the beginning i never 
Did, did we start recording? I never stopped, baby. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> baby, just like the NSA, you know, Frank is on it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Okay, so our aunt is getting married next week. Right. Right? And uh, I have to go to Florida. And I was worried about buying the ticket. So I'm like, man, I don't know. So I waited to see what they were going to do about vaccine mandates. Right? Mm-hmm. On travel. Yeah. And then finally, I bought the ticket. And then uh, dude, it, all got, it all got crazy because I didn't know. So I had to wait till the last minute. Then I bought the tickets. And then Nona bought the ticket to go there. But then she was going to drive back with dad, right? Okay. Yeah. So dad and mom were going to drive back there. They were going to leave like today and they were going to stay for like two weeks, have a good time, right? Wow. No, mom at the hospital. Was go- so mom works at a hospital. They were She was going to have the vacation but because they, they hired somebody, but that person quit. They they can't find anybody to work. Wow. Maybe if they, maybe if they drop the vaccine mandate, right? But no. Yeah. So mom can only go for a limited amount of time. So now dad left today by himself. What? To dri- to drive down there. Okay. So Dad's driving to Florida by himself. Nuts. Right? Nona was gonna fly with me there and then drive with them back, but now mom can't even stay there long enough. <laughs> so they're pretty much leaving the same day I am to drive back. So now Nona's gonna fly with me. My whole point is like I was telling everybody like, man, we're planning this trip and the whole time we're planning this trip we're we're thinking about like President Biden and mandates yeah and i'm like dude never in my life including when trump the quote-unquote dictator mm-hmm. <laughs> was president never have i ever planned a trip and worried about the president until today powerful seriously think about that yeah think about that that's really powerful I'm, stuff I'm, when I'm you really think to, about I'm it trying, i'm trying to go to florida for my aunt's wedding and I have to think about what the president is doing. What is King, even, What decree is King Joe dude, going to? Joe, Joe, this, dude, this, dude, yeah. fucking, you know what your job is? Your job is the borders and foreign policy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then That's also work. job number three, That's stay it. the fuck out of my business. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. Donald Trump was president for four years. All I ever thought about was, oh, that's a funny tweet. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now this guy's president, and he's literally affecting travel decisions for travel decisions, dude. He's literally it's, 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 ruining dude, people's lives. It's ruined. It's unbelievable how far they've reached. The, oh, you want to talk about overreach? Yeah, you're in my life. That's you shouldn't. The president of the okay. My whole argument is people like Dad will say, you know, we used to never talk about politics. Yeah, because. It used to be, it used to be, no matter who won the presidency, my life was the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It really didn't matter that much. But now, I don't even know if I'm going to make this flight because of who the president, that doesn't even, come on. You're overreaching, dude. You can't affect 330 million lives. Your job is foreign policy border control uh your job is to make sure that your only job as a federal government is to make sure that state governments aren't overreaching on their 
constituents. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. And as a state government, you're supposed to run your local governments, right? And then the local governments are the ones who should be implementing any kind of mandates or whatever that are pertinent to that municipality. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. I think the reason why... The reason why I fuck Joe Biden is a chant being heard not just at NASCAR races, but at college campuses and at college football games is because Joe Biden's administration is fucking over everybody. Whether everybody. whether you're going to college, whether you try want to have want whether you want to keep your job. You yeah, know. Dude, I'm a plumber. I'm a plumber in Chicago. I shouldn't even care. You, I should, yes. my, my life should not be affected by Joe Biden. I should care more about Lori Lightfoot. It's right? just, he's he's fucked. These government uh, people, Lori Lightfoot, Mussolini, the whatever jackass is running New York right now. These these people have uh, Eric Andrews, dude. He's gonna do good. You know that <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you hear about that? I just I feel like they're the problem. What's happening now for Democrats is they've gone so far that they have um you've made people think: Am I gonna eat tomorrow? Am I gonna pay rent right. tomorrow? Do I have right. money for these things? Once you affect those basic necessities of life, it's game over. You've lost these voters. It's over. They'll never vote for you again. They'll remember the day they went starving and when they couldn't afford gas more than anything Trump tweeted forever. That's the bottom line.